Welcome to the 2SER Book Club, where every week we open up a new book and help you discover something to read, no matter what your taste. Here's Andrew and Julia. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Julia. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm, I am really good, um, and I'm excited. What are you excited about? Well, what, apart- what book are you excited about today? Well, I'm excited about them. I'm always excited because, you know, we've, we're only going to have, what, three weeks together talking books? It's true. So I wanted to make this uh, special, and I was actually looking back over recent book club conversations uh, that I've been having with Tess. And while we have been discussing some truly stunning Australian writing, I realised that I've been really remiss in my coverage of Aussie YA. Okay. And so I had, hope you don't mind a bit of YA. No, not no. at all. And let me assure you, though, Aussie YA is a strong force in Australian publishing. There's an array of titles that cover genres. So, like, YA is like a category, and mm. they, they cover genres. Um, there's a trending hashtag, hashtag love Oz YA. Oh, okay. Yes. There you go. Search it, and you are going to find Oz YA authors talking about their books and find out what's coming up. And there's even a couple of love Oz YA collections okay. featuring Australian authors. So, this is, this is a truly strong force. Um, and... To make some small amends, I'm bringing one of my favourite Oz YA series to discuss. Its third and final chapter has actually recently been released. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, Mark Smith's Winter Trilogy kicked off in 2016. The Road to Winter introduced us to Finn, and it transported us to Australia's not-too-distant future, a world barren of all but a few survivors. Finn is surviving in the coastal town of Anguri, surfing and trapping food to live. Um, It sounds like a pretty, you know, idyllic existence, except for the fact that it's a post-apocalyptic world and everyone's dead. Besides that, yeah. Besides that, yeah. His world, though, is overturned when a lone girl appears, pursued by wilders, these savage survivors who maintain control through fear and violence. And the wilders are seeking to recapture Rose because she's a Siley and return her into slavery. So, the Winter Trilogy continues into the second book, Wilder Country, and it concludes with the recent release of Land Offences. So, today I want to talk about Land Offences, but I want to tread really carefully because I don't want to spoil anything for new readers, which means I don't want to spoil anything in in any of the three books. Okay. You can imagine quite a bit of the third book relies on previous... Yes. Yeah, narrative. That makes sense. (laughs) And I really think people should consider picking up this series and passing it on to, like, your kids, your friends, your family, everyone. Um, The Road to Winter is... It's really exciting, it's topical, uh, look at how our world is shaping and where it might soon be heading. Like, this book is now being taught um, on the syllabus for high oh. school students. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's got a lot to say, and it's got a lot to say to our moment in time right now. Mm. Uh, so, each book gradually expands Finn's world, and it shows us a little bit more of this post-catastrophe Australia. So, Land Offences is exactly what it says on the cover. Finn is becoming aware that the larger world he had thought lost has actually been surviving and rebuilding. And you can imagine, maybe it's hard to imagine, though, being alone and then suddenly really, like, having your world open up like that. Mm. Um, but this, this, of course, this has implications for the people that Finn calls friends, as well as those that he calls enemies. Uh, the Winter Trilogy's predominant themes are around our relationship with the natural world, but also our relationship with each other, just as individuals, but also the ways that we kind of tend to group ourselves and, and how problematic they can be. So, the presence in the novel, I mentioned this earlier, uh, of these characters that are known as Siles confront our current and long-running abhorrent treatment of people coming to Australia to seek refuge from persecution. In the novels, the Siles are slaves, effectively. These are people that have come as asylum seekers or refugees. 
And there is a great line, and I think it is in Land of Fences, it's definitely in one of the books, where it sort of riffs on the very infamous line of John Howard, uh, we will decide who comes to this country and the means by which they come. These these mm. people have just suddenly been decided um, that they are unwelcome and as such they are going to be... Um, I guess in scare quotes, you know, sort of put to use. They've been microchipped. They've literally microchipped these people and they're they're tr- tightly controlled. They're made to do all the, the really sort of um, PG word here, what crappy, I can say crappy at seven Yay, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> do all the really crappy work. Through Finn, we, we are given this sort of open humanitarian perspective that they're really being unjustly imprisoned and Finn is kind of powerless to do much about it. Um, and the Wilders, who are controlling these people, are basically abusing them. So in Land Offences, these relationships are, are going to be further problematized by what I'm going to call bureaucratic expediency. Mm. Um, so if we think about that, that middle ground where um, the abuses are, are maybe not so obvious, but they still exist, and they exist under this rationale of what needs to be done and, and what's the right thing for everyone... Mm. Um, that was super vague. But again, I don't want to no. spoil things for yeah. people. I want people to go and discover this. Mm. Um, I'm not going to reveal yet. I'm not going to reveal anymore. Suffice to say, though, this is one of the strengths of the series. And it <clears throat> lays bare a glaring issue in this open and accessible manner. So if that isn't enough for you, the Winter Trilogy is also the home of one of my favourite canine characters in fiction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Finn's dog, Rowdy. So, in Rowdy, Smith has crafted a character that we are able to unambiguously care about. Uh, And then he torments us with all the various dangers that are going to exist for an animal in this wild world. It's not enough to simply discuss how, like, Rowdy and Finn's relationship. I think Rowdy's presence in the novel gives the world of winter uh, a kind of empathy and continually holds open the possibility that things are going to be all right. So, so hope. I think that was a really long-winded way of me saying he gives us hope. Mm. Yeah, I can see how a dog would, for sure. Yeah, do you, are you a dog person? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably. I, I'm. I'm not an any single animal person. Love, love, love my, all animals. I love my cats. Uh, I've talked about them too many times on air. You have, I think. You've spoken about not too many times, but you have spoken about your cats before, haven't you? Oh, with you, yeah. with Tess, nice. with Nick Healy going back in the day for <laughs> for long-term listeners. Nick and I would always talk about our cats. Uh, um, it's amazing I've survived this long just banging on about cats. <laughs> but there you go. So that that today, that's a three in one for you today. Land Defenses is the third in Mark Smith's Winter Trilogy, and they are all out there for you to enjoy right now. Fantastic. I mean, it definitely sounds like that kind of that novel to promote empathy, especially at that young age. No matter who reads it, I guess it's for all age groups, but that empathy is very needed at this time. I've I've always had a bit of a prickle down the back of my neck about this sort of category title YA. Yeah. Um, Mark Smith's uh, Land Defences and the whole trilogy probably would be more better described in a n- sort of more newly emerging genre, which is known as cli-fi, mm. which looks at so it's sort of like climate change science fiction. Yeah. Um, it maybe doesn't exactly fit into that. It definitely has some other dramatic elements. Um I wouldn't. I wouldn't even, you know, go so far as to f- fall short of calling it a, almost a literary fiction type. Um, if if anyone can really pin down that genre, um, that's another <laughs> tricky one. Yeah. But I would not want anyone who felt that they were not YA themselves mm. to miss this book. Just like buy it for your kid and steal it back. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, it sounds like a very important book. It kind of reminds me of um, Beirut's Bachani's recent book about Manus Island and the bureaucracy within that novel. It's um, it's incredibly hazy and just so oppressive, and it just makes you so depressed. We are seeing um, this. I hesitate to use you know honorifics like amazing bodies of fiction because <clears throat> I think it's such a terrible topic. We we want to not take away from the gravity of it. Beiruz's book uh, really tries to yeah, establish this this literature of imprisonment. And yeah, I can't say too many good things about that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark, Mark, I think, is trying to enter that space with a really open, accessible story that people are able to come to the topic through the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah kind of mm-hmm. indirect way of doing it, but um, necessary one. Well, uh, Andrew, thank you very much. One more, one more week. Can I come back next week? <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I think there's two more actually. Oh, two, two more. Two more we're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh Sweet. well, I'll be here for all of them if you'll have me. Awesome. <laughs> We'd love to have you. Okay. Thanks, uh, thank you very much, Andrew. You've been listening to the Two SER Book Club. We record on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at Two SER's Broadway Studios in Sydney, Australia. The show is produced and presented by Tess Connery and Andrew Popel. And a big shout out to Michaela Savage for graphic design and artwork. If you're enjoying the book club, why not subscribe and get new episodes delivered straight to your phone every week? If you want more books, you can tune in to Final Draft or subscribe to Final Draft Great Conversations Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up with everything happening at the station and discover more stories, ideas and music, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just look for at 2SER.